Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Bubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, June 23rd, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Big X Sports Radio. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. How's everybody doing on this Thursday? Tired. Tired? Tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. Oh wow! Damn, damn Stanley Cup going into overtime, all for a loss. No, I thought your kid was up sick again. <laughs> no, nope. didn't have to deal with that last night. Who who won the the Stanley Stanley Cup? Uh, the Avalanche. So, oh wow, li- Lightning are dead. Three <laughs> I'm one. Go- I'm going back to Lightning are dead. Oh wow, <laughs> they were only alive for two days. That's it. Now they're dead. <laughs> it's a fun game though. That's all a lot of people talking about it, but uh, did not know who ended up coming out on top. But yeah, I guess from the looks of it, it's been a fun series. But sorry that your team is dead. That's okay. They won two. They won the last two. They, um, I mean, they need to be knocked down a peg. It's a good fan. <laughs> Seriously, uh, wait, Roush, how are guy. you? Uh, I got a little headache last night. That's lingering. So we're gonna power through it. I feel like water, coffee, that combination. That'll do the trick. Wow, sounds like all three of us, good shape. Always wherever we want to be going <laughs> yeah. into, into the radio show. But hey, it's Thursday. It's basically the start of the weekend. Justin, you're playing golf today, right? Uh, maybe. We'll see. Actually, uh, did I, you get golfed out this weekend? I, no, not necessarily. I just have some things I need to do today, work-wise. I, I uh, tried the tip from our horticulturist listener, and I discovered my tomato bushes are leaning heavily today. So... I I I, I got to fix that as soon as this show's over. Why are they leaning? That's a great question. No idea. I've I've never grown these before, but they said, "Oh, you don't need a Don't you need like a little stick and like you time so they know that they can grow upright?" Well, and this thing, I was told that these you didn't need any sort of cage or anything. Don't put any cages on them and now they're leaning. So, I don't know. Got to have to fix that. Also, mouse back in the house and uh He's he's winning the game right now. He's taunting me because really dogs got to be on the hot seat at this point. Well, to be fair, it's in a room that we can kind of it's it's essentially a pantry that we can shut off from the rest more of the like house. A pet mouse than anything else. Well, we got one mouse now. Mouse friend is a little bit smarter than the other one. Mouse friend likes dog food, so I, I baited traps night one, 
But put a piece of dog food next to it. Bastard just went for the dog food. So, night two, I baited all said traps with little bits of dog food. And I thought, ooh, what'll, what'll make it stick? I'm going to use honey to n- make it even more uh, scintillating, more attractive. And it's not going to be able to pull it off. It's going to be too sticky. We're going to get him. Bastard took, took dog food off one of them last night. So now you have a mouse and ants. What is this? You know, Center for Ants? And, and, we'll and, start calling you Jerry Cat the way you're going after this. Instead mouse. of setting all these traps, why don't you just try to figure out how the mice are getting in? It's probably there's just two of them. You, I feel like whenever I've had mice in my house, there's usually two at a time. Got one of them. Just got to get I, the second one. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I don't think it's Noah's Ark mice coming two for houses. It's, it's how it's been every time for me. It's just the Roush experience. I, if, I, if I'm going to say what the, the source might have been is uh, when they had to run cable to my box for the solar panels, that's, I mean, they got in like within a you know, few weeks after that. I'm assuming that's it. I bet intern Cat would love it. Uh, a chance at them. We find dead mice all the time around these. Yeah, places. that's true. And uh, but it, it, at least these mice are only coming out at night. So not scaring my wife. That's good. knock on wood. Just the, knock on wood. The nocturnal mice in the Roush house. Yeah. I hope you find them. I did, well, I just hope I kill it instead of find it. No, it'd be nice to not, not hurting anybody. Come on, Peta. Uh, they're gonna. They're gonna. It's gonna die. That's me. That's. But it's the last thing I do. We'll get Peta in here. Hope uh, you're ready for that. Pizza. NBA draft night. Oh, yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Hell you yeah. You did? Hell yeah. It's good. NBA draft, kind of fun. And yeah. you know what? I'm not going to let um, hot takes online about Shane Sharp ruin my NBA draft experience. I'm going to try to enjoy it. Why would hot takes ruin your why, – why would you let Sharp do that? Because I'm just sick and tired of Shane Sharp. Well, he's going to get drafted, so you'll hear more about him. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. It'll be interesting to hear the things that he has to say. It'll be interesting to see if they ask any sort of awkward or interesting questions to him. I'm not so sure that that will happen. But, yeah, it'll be uh, – I'm excited to see where he ends up. Fingers crossed, Sacramento Kings. Yeah. It w- He'd look good in black and purple. I feel like if we're doing the best-case, worst-case scenario, worst-case scenario – is him going to the Kings and being finally the Kentucky guy that turns that franchise around and the Kings are all of a sudden a good team again? Wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But, I mean, if he says he's the greatest basketball player ever. He can do it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be a fun draft because you don't really – I mean, it, it seems – you. Vegas is pretty convinced that Jabari Smith is going to go number one, the Auburn player who we saw up close and personal how good he is. He he was a stud. They have him going one, but between one, two, and three, you really can make a case for any of them. Yeah. And then I think there is a drop-off when you get to, to number four. And most people have Jaden Ivey going number four to the Kings in that Sacramento spot. I think Jaden Ivey is going to be awesome too, but I do think there is a little bit of a drop-off between – your Paulo, you know what? I I wouldn't. I don't really even put Chet in that top three category. Everybody has Chet go number two. Supposedly the Thunder are just in love with them. If the Magic weren't going to take Jabari, they would take Chet. I don't see it with Chet. I'm out on Chet. So actually, I should Ooh, say you're anti Chet. Yeah, I'm anti Chet. I am as well. Between I see. Jabari and Paulo, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of them. Chet, I'm I'm not a buyer. 
I want to be a seller on Jabari. Oh. Yes. Why? What's your rhyme or reason? Um, and it's mostly but see here's here's my problem with Jabari Smith is I can't tell if the things I don't like about his game are Bruce Pearl's fault because he let Wendell Green and that other guard just jack up forty foot threes whenever they wanted to, or if it's because Jabari Smith really is a beta that at best is Andrew Wiggins who can be a good role player for a while if he's in the right situation. Well, I, I worry about Andrew the, Wiggins just, you know. Yeah, it, it took him like seven, eight years, though, but he was never the alpha dog on a team. I'm, I'm wondering about the alpha dog in Jabari Smith because from a just tool standpoint, I mean, 6'9", 6'10", could shoot threes. More, I'd be more worried about the alpha dog with Paulo. I think, I, you know, I... Well, he, I mean, he did lose to North Carolina in the Final Four, so you got to worry about, yeah. is he good enough? And, and Jabari had a much better NCAA tournament run. No, I, yeah, I guess it's just different different strokes for different folks. I Both are, I think, going to be great. I hear what you're saying. Statistically, one of them probably won't be great. One of us will be right. One of us... Well, you're not. Well, you will. You could be wrong. You are a Jabari hater. I'm putting you in the Jabari hater category. Unfortunately, <laughs> I want to. I want to really like Jabari though. Chet, I Chet's so I, bizarre. I was listening to the radio show before us, and it wasn't this morning. It was a couple days before. Uh, f- always forget the guy's name. It's not important. It is because he does a good <laughs> job. He's got it. He's he's perfect. Just like national radio. He sounds young, but he's got a lot of a lot of gusto to him. Anywho. He was, they were, I, I don't know if they were playing a clip or if it was their own thoughts. So obviously I'm just, somebody said at one point, you people are wondering who Chet's going to guard, but who's going to guard him? A million people. Everybody. I mean, yeah, seriously. Yes, he may be able to shoot over people, but, and, and that's fine. And he can knock down anywhere from 12 to probably 24 footers somewhat regularly to some degree. Great. He's going to be a good scorer. He's not. He's he's getting pushed out of the paint every single time. It, he's not going to be able to get in a position enough inside to use his height advantage if he has one. In some instances, he won't even have one because the NBA everybody's pretty huge. And second, so all right, if he can shoot jumpers over folks, great. That's a big deal in the NBA. Do it consistently enough, but it does matter who he's going to guard. Because who is he going to guard? I mean. The thing is, too, is people in the NBA are so good that rim protectors don't have the same impact like they, they do in college. Nope. So, uh, but I will say, though, Chet is a surprising – Just per, you, you just look at him and you're like, this guy can't be that good. And then he, he, he does surprise you. So I think I, I just would be worried about spending that kind of capital on somebody that really feels like it's going to be boom or bust. I don't, I don't know what the in between is, is in here. You know what I mean? Like he's either going to be one of the best players in the NBA, or it's just it's not going to work. Maybe he can at a four. He's a three and D guy because he does have a decent three point shot. But I still, I, I just, I, I guess if you're the Thunder, you know, what do you have to lose? But I would really want like if if the like if if you had the chance to get Jabari Smith or Chet there or I think that would or pair. Paolo, you know, if if Chet goes number two, it means you're passing on either one of whoever wasn't taken at one between Jabari and Paolo. So most likely the Thunder are going to pick Chet over Paolo, and I think that's just outrageous. Mm-hmm. Especially when you've got out, I just think that especially when you've got Shea Gilgis Alexander, who you know is good. 
you you want to have a sure thing. And Paulo can play NBA five. I I don't think that's where you're going to see most of him in the NBA. You'll see him more as a four, and in the NBA, a four may as well be a three. You know, he will, the I think he'll work. play the three. Yeah, but he can play in NBA five. Yeah, I, 100% could. I just think if you match Paulo with Shea, that's a hell of a lot more fun, a lot more matchup problems. Chet's going to round out and fill out eventually. He's never going to, I think, be like totally jacked and super strong or like anything KD. like that. It, but he's going to, he'll, he'll, yeah, uh, he'll have a similar body to KD. But KD got to a point where he could work around contact a little bit better. Chet will get bigger. He'll get better. I think he could be an all right player. But yeah, I'm not passing up on one of Jabari or Paulo for him. And then now that I got to think about it, maybe I, I, I probably would take Jaden Ivey ahead of him. I would not take Keegan Murray from Iowa. I don't. I think he'll be a bust. Um, Speaking of bust, I'm just going down the ESPN mock draft list, and yeah, okay. So I'd probably take Chet number like five or four, just based on. Hey, this is a really interesting piece. You mentioned Chet scoring. I hot take. I think Chet Holmgren will not average ten points in his NBA career. That is a hot take. Because he has to do it with jump shots. You're, I mean, you're right. He's not going to be able to get to the rim. He doesn't have the strength for that, and he may in time. But I think overall, his scoring's not going to be his his high point in his NBA career. Well, and the thing is... It's a hot he, take, Scoops. He, it's a hot take for sure. When, when I watched him this year, too, he actually would do a decent job as like a trailing four and then take you know two or three dribbles with his left, spin back, and do a little hook shot with his right. It's just not stuff that you see a ton at the NBA level. So, you know, I, I don't know if the square peg will fit in the round hole. It might be able to because he is just so damn big. Well, and that's the thing. He only averaged 14 points a game at Gonzaga. Yeah, loaded, In college, loaded, you expect higher numbers. Loaded that. team. That's true. Sharing it around. Drew Timmy, one of the best scorers in college basketball. That's a good point. I, I won't hold that against them so much. And also, they play so many stupid blowout games, they mm-hmm. probably weren't too worried about, like, hey, Chet, go win us this one. Uh, and the reason I disagree with you, Scoots, and the reason maybe you want to reconsider is that Scalabissier, who hasn't played in the NBA since 2019, he, he was a career 7.2 average score in the NBA. I'm not hopping off it. I can say I'll. I'm in 17.5 minutes per game. I'll give Chet like 9.7 points per game. Chet's going to get a lot. If Scal yeah. was just a, a three pointer away in his NBA career where he was only getting 18 minutes a game, I'm betting Chet will, will have the double digit average by the time he hangs it up, whenever that may be. But I love the NBA draft, and I'm normally very excited about it. Now I'm just wondering how I'm going to be able to peel back my eyelids long enough to be able to to watch all the mumbo-jumbo before you get into the picks. But I'm it, it is my goal to watch Ty Ty Washington get drafted tonight, and I will try to stay awake for it. He'll be in the 20s-ish, right? I really but- got to get back into like having an NBA team team and caring who they draft. Like... I just I I I love a big Boston guy, but I I just Jason Tatum's a, a loser. What did he do? He's a really it? good NBA player, but he's just uh, not a huge fan. What, what what did happen in his recruitment that that scarred you with him? Because you said he, he was he went, was uh, went to Duke. Went to Duke. <laughs> yeah, but you said he was difficult to deal. I'm talking like from he a work. He was fine to deal with, uh, and his dad was cool to deal with in the recruitment. Uh, then dad started to be less cool, but that's I, that's not my that's not my beef with him. Oh, okay. The, the, I thought I thought it had to I go back I've to, it on air before, to quotes. But, um, 
Uh, I enjoyed talking. Like, again, anytime they give you any time, you're appreciative because they don't have to, and so many of them don't. So I'm appreciative of any time that you get. And they were fine. It was pretty clear once his recruitment started to heat up that it wasn't going to be UK. And like, you had Missouri talk and Washington, and uh, sometimes I get Michael Porter and Jason Tatum mixed mm-hmm. up. But you, it, it was clear that it was, all right, he's going to probably end up going to Duke. And then he went to Duke, and that was fine. And uh, I, I was just doing – a like silly filler story on Big Blue Madness and recruits' rea- honest reactions to Big Blue Madness, and I think even some of them I was reaching out to just some former recruits or former recruits' parents, and what'd you think of Big Blue Madness? Was it worth all the hoopla? And he gave, he he texted back and he was like, "Hey, I we we're at Duke now. We're not at UK. I'm not worried about answering any more UK questions." I was just like, "Man, all you, like you could have been like, it was cool." It was neat. And I was like, all right, that's understandable. I think I even maybe like put something like that in the story. <laughs> like, we're focused on X school. We're no longer going to so-and-so school. I was like, all right, well, that was not an overly nice answer. But that's it, really, it's just more of his play at Duke, the obsession he got while at Duke. I'm just, not, just, a fan of, I'm just of not a fan of Duke. Average. Here's a, but I do think he's one of the best players in the NBA, and I think he is as well-rounded of a player in the NBA in terms of not just scoring and doing a bunch of other things. I just don't enjoy his style of basketball. I don't think he's – like, in the NBA superstardom, he doesn't do one thing for me that I love, enjoy watching, but I can at least admit how well-rounded he is. It's just not the most fun thing to watch. He's, I want uh, my Boston superstar to, uh, to, to do different things. He's uh, he's one of the few Dukies, though, that's actually worked out. Right? Gordon Hayward, you know, Larry Bird, Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> Those are all-time great Celtics. Oh, man. Uh, but I think if you were going to have a, a hot take to push back on your Palo stuff, the, the top pick Duke guys as of late haven't done a whole lot. I'm sure Zion's got great stats, but he's played, what, 20 games? R.J. Barrett, Knicks fans not happy with him. Cam Reddish, who I thought was going to be – Really, really good. Cam Reddish is shocking to me. Yeah, I thought he would be maybe the best of the best. He's Which I think there could be some valuable lessons. Like, if I were an NBA watching the movie Hustle and finishing it, and how, that was, yeah, fun movie but pretty silly in the grand scheme of things. But if I was like an NBA, working in an NBA room and it was my job to learn guys, I'd be trying to figure out, all right, what's the difference here with Reddish versus like a Jabari and Apollo. Mm-hmm. Those guys much bigger, obviously. That's the first thing that jumps off. But like, man, I thought Reddish was a really good scorer. Yeah, I thought for yeah. sure it would translate. I thought he'd have no issues just being a guy that averaged, you know, 14, 15 points per game in the NBA. No, you're right. And you got to put Kyrie in the has worked category. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. He, I, he, just more in recent years. Kyrie's what, a decade ago. But I mean, it is. You're right. Though, 2013, right? Jeez, yeah. Time is going um, quick. But yeah. The, but that's uh, – I don't have an answer to the Reddish one either. Just like, I'm surprised by Jaleel Okafor too. But he, I guess, was a, a victim to the transitioning the, of bigs yeah, in the NBA more that's than anything true. else. But it's kind of shocking that Carl was able to thrive and be one of – you know considered one of the best bigs in the NBA. And Jaleel Okafor, if he's – I think he's still in the NBA. But if he is, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Bagley right. and Carter did okay. No, Bagley, huge bust. <laughs> Huge and bust. I'd say Carter, on the grand scheme of things, was a bust as well. Uh, well, again, you know these guys' careers aren't over, but but Bagley though, you, I you bet just Carter, I bet Wendell him. Carter's got better numbers than I. Think. They took Marvin Bagley over Trey Young and Luka Doncic, Ooh. right? Wasn't that it, it was one, two, three in that order? I believe. 
So yeah, Wendell Carter averages fifteen and ten. So that you know that's obviously a stretch. He's a, he's he's a, a good, role player, good a, role player. He's a good right. NBA player. Yeah, but Bagley averages fourteen and seven. Now, yeah, no, he Terrible. sucks so bad. Mm. I mean, the Kings are awful. About Grayson Allen, Bum. he's been okay. Bum. No, for, yeah, it's, I guess for his where he was picked too, he's done okay. We're, be, like we're, we're probably being pickier. The, the guy we're Duke has plenty of guys that have just made it and done well in the NBA. Not as many super duper stars. I think was what Roush's well, point. Was. Yeah, like Devin Booker. Who uh, thoughts and prayers to Devin? He's going through some heartbreak right now. Single for Real now. Real tough. Single for now. Uh, but according to E, they could work things out. But you know what? If he survived the Kardashians, I mean, one of few, one of few. So. I've wondered that. I've well, I've wondered like Hollywood breakups and stuff like that. In reality, and I know it's so much easier said than done. Like Booker shouldn't probably lose a minute of sleep over that. Like life goes on. I'm sure you're going to be all right. There's no what's it? Well, who K- Kylie Kindle? Kindle. He had Kindle, who was the least. Um... The, the least modified looking one, you know. Oh, that's nice. I get what you're saying. Yeah, sure. She's okay. she's like a she's a natural prick. And there's plenty of them. Uh, there's plenty of of Kardashians or Jenners that are pretty. I, I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, not anymore. They're all fake. Ross is right. Water lip fillers. Chloe used to be attractive. Now she is disgustingly fake. Wait, Lamar's wife? Yeah, yeah. The bigger, the biggest one. Yeah, I liked her. Okay. She was always my favorite. If you've seen her lately, too, you'd be like, "Oh, it's well." Yeah, I know gross. that she like shaped up and looks different. Uh, but it, I don't, I don't. He, Devin Booker, they can't be that cool. Like they just not for a guy oh, like Devin Booker to go find another fish in the sea. I mean, like, it would be kind of. I mean, imagine the 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 quote unquote family dinners where you've got. I mean, throughout his time there, he was like Kanye was showing up, uh, Travis Barker. Um, <laughs> You know, like just yeah. a, what a hodgepodge of people. Oh, and, and, the, he, and the stories, I'm sure that you could just tell at family dinners. But it would just be awkward being like a Devin Booker there, being like, uh, "You guys are tell than stories about me when I'm gone." Like, you know, it's just yeah. like I'm just na- I'm another story. I'm another notch in the old belt. As who? Uh, what's his name in Wedding Crashers? I know the actor. Christopher Walken. Yeah, but the what's senator. He he's not the senator. Yeah. He's um, oh gosh, whatever. He's the director. Of something. Gosh. My taxes really aren't in line. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> oh, I forget what his name is. Anywho. He'll be okay. Yeah, Stop yeah. Devin, Devin will be okay. But you know what? Uh, young love, it's it's not always meant to last. Not always. But draft, uh, very exciting. I'm excited to see if Ty Ty gets into the lottery lottery. Uh, Vegas so- doesn't think he will. No. So if you're a gamma man and... You're optimistic. I think I saw an over under at 22, 21 and a half. Yeah, his, was... his stock has fallen a little bit, uh, and he's going to be in the green room, correct? Correct. But could be one of the last ones in there. Yeah, unsure when exactly he'll go. ESPN thinks 22 to the Grizzlies. Ooh. Oh. With Ja? They're a fun young team. They were a second seed in the. And the the West is huge. They have a lot of good guard play, though. I don't know that you'd want to see him there. I'm not crazy about Ty Ty's NBA future. Wow. Hope to be wrong. And that's one thing I should probably should have started this whole conversation with. I am wrong all the time about 
guessing if like oh and I've yeah said this, this is a, this is a good show. point i'm with you on it I, i'm, I'm high school boat. to college i don't know if there's a better talent evaluator in america than me college to nba holy smokes it's a foreign <laughs> language I, I Hashim, me and my buddy got in a huge argument about who'd have a better NBA career between between Hashim Thabit and Blake Griffin, <laughs> and like we almost fought about it. And I was just like, "You're an idiot." Hashim Thabit is just like, how could he not be great? Blake Griffin, his knees, you know, he's such a bouncy guy. His knees will give out. He won't be, have a great NBA career. Sure enough, Blake still hanging around, maybe hanging it up this year. I'm not sure. Hashim Thabit was was he out of the league by 2008? 2009, whenever, I don't even know when he entered the league. 2010? So I'm bad at this, and I should say that. I just worry. I worry about Tata. It's tough to make one-season proclamations and assume that's going to be his career, but gosh, he certainly looked like not a great guard once he was a little banged up. He's super tough. I think that's going to go a long way in his basketball career, but... Kind of needed to be healthy, 100% healthy to be a great player, a good player. And in the NBA, when you're playing 82 games, that's hard to do. Couldn't do it for 30 games. So I worry about him as an NBA player. He's got all the talent in the world. And like I said, he's super tough, and I'll be rooting for him. But I, I would, I out of the Calipari guards and predicting how they'll do from college to the NBA, I have him lower on the list, admittedly. I know that's not a fun topic to talk about on draft day, but there's my hot take. It's Tata's uh, lack of athleticism is just the. It can be a differentiator at that level, and the consistency with his jump shot. Because I mean, it just it was it was nine day. It really was nine day. Yeah, yeah. The team and you saw with the way the entire team played. It was looked like one of the best offenses in the country at one point, and then it looked like you had no idea you were. Scoring seventy points against St. Pete in overtime. Well, You're, yeah, it just and it could be different in the eighty-two game season where a lot of those the, the 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 quick turnaround, the quick return, instead of coming back from his injury after a week, he's just taking a month off and getting completely healthy uh, to be able to be playing at one hundred percent. But I do, I, I I'm I'm with you, TJ. Where I kind of worry about how it will translate unless. His just three point shot becomes much more consistent. It's a good looking shot, and like we said earlier, he's got a good first step, so she, he should be able to, you know, give the pump fake and the, and the quick eighteen foot jump shot. But I, I I worry about the consistency of that shot. He'll get better. That's the thing we all got to remember. But the thing is, all these players will get better. They're all young as well. All right. Uh, one thing that's super consistent is a Thornton's Donut. It's fresh every morning. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get one that's stale or left over the night before. When you go into a Thornton's, everything's fresh there. Their fruit, their breakfast sandwiches, and their donuts. Donuts are ginormous, by the way. Check them out. There's a Thornton's all over Louisville. Download the app so you can enter the Summer Cash Bash and be entered to win $10,000 each week or maybe a 2022 Chevy Tahoe, which would be exciting. All you got to do is download the app. It's right there once you're on there, and you'll get 25% off for gas if you're new to Thornton's. If you're not, if you're not new to Thornton's, then you already know all the benefits and the perks that you get. So, you'll you'll uh, we can all use ten thousand dollars. That's nice of Thornton's to give it away weekly if you download the app and you enter. 
This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler. Okay. We'll be right back. my mind a little too Because I was thinking about a little white tank top Sitting right there in the middle by me I was thinking about a long kiss man Just gotta get going with the night like me I know what I was feeling But what was I Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Behind every good man, there's a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big fat bowl waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man. Well, just like that, all the boys during the break, since we're in southern Indiana, shout out to Dave and Thayer. We get on our sports betting apps and we make some sports bet. And we noticed just like that, like I was, we were updating our apps. Follow now your heavy favorite to go number one. Mm-hmm. What did they find out? What did they find out? Now, minus 190, meaning you'd have to bet $190 to win 100 and Jabari plus 145. Literally, while we started that last segment, Jabari was minus 200, I think, to go number one. And literally, just with an update of an app, Jabari now plus 145, which means if you bet $100, you'd win 145 if he does go number one. Which this is kind of interesting because Chet is still your overwhelming, well, I shouldn't say overwhelming, he is your favorite for number two, minus 150. So if you think that means that drops Jabari to number three, he's plus one twenty-five. That's pretty good value. Yeah. Maybe the odds makers were listening to KRC and they heard TJ Walker. That was my thought too. Say, you know what? I don't. I don't. I don't know why you would take this guy so hot. I'm trying to think if there's a way you can just guarantee a win by betting Jabari each and every one. Maybe. Mm, yeah. I'd, I couldn't figure that out. You couldn't do it if you bet him on every single one. But if you were convinced that he was not going number one, I think you'd make money betting him two or third. Let's see what that would pay. Yeah. You'd make a few bucks. Hmm. A few shekels? Yeah, the only risk would be if you didn't bet him first. If he goes first, well, then you're just not. Yeah, so you could guarantee a, a few dollars. If you bet Jabari second or third. You trying to win a few bucks or a lot of bucks? Well, you know me. I'm trying to win a lot of bucks. And by the way, saying bucks isn't it's not very ladylike, according to Michael Scott. Does? Interesting, though. I don't know if I've ever remembered a draft day switcheroo like that. The Nerland's Noel first pick draft was pretty wild. Yeah, oh gosh. He went from maybe being number one the morning of the draft to he ended 11? up going number six. Or it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't that far. And, which is I mean, if you have a number one pick that may that you think could go number one the morning of the draft, he ends up going six. That's pretty surprising. And then Anthony Bennett goes number one. Ooh, this one of the worst picks in the history of NBA drafts. This is um, I'm just gonna go through some of them. Wait. Or no, I guess it would have been the 13. I looked up the wrong one. Yeah, Anthony Bennett. So, of the top people, I guess Victor Oladipo is still pretty good, right? He was second. 
to the Magic, and he plays for who now? The Heat? Heat, yep. Oh, gosh. Okay, so he's just average now. Uh, Otto Porter was third, random role player. Nerlens Noel is still rampant, like a lot of these guys. Just nowhere to be found. CJ McCollum at 10. Best player in the draft. Old Deep, or uh, Zeller was in that. Number four, right? Yep. Didn't do a whole lot. Alex Lynn was fifth. Ben McElmore to the Kings. How well did that go for Sacramento? He's a fun little college player. Didn't work out well for the Kings. Gorgie, I think Gorgie's still around. He was 21. There's no way. Yeah, I saw him on the bench somewhere where my wife and I, we were watching it. She's like, wait, is that Gorgie playing? And I think he was on the bench for the Grizzlies, I want to say. He was with the Grizzlies. I have no idea anymore. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Want to uh, get a little draft update. Hawks. Hawks this is up. where Gorgie's playing now. Get your text on into the show. Three points a game in eight minutes. Tail end of his career. Roush, that was a great story you did on best basketball football duos at UK. Yeah. If only we knew where I was inspired by such a great story. Well, all you need to go is go to the store. You gave a hat tip, which was very considerate, very nice of you to do. Say, hey, we were talking about on the... Oh, you didn't do that. No, no, I didn't. I was about to say, what? I mean, you do that with other articles, or you'll do that with other stuff, and be like, they were talking about this, that, but you don't do it with your own radio show? I do that sometimes. It's really just... Well, you'll do it when you link. You'll never just casually drop, hey, we were discussing on the radio show today. Yeah, it's because I didn't want to make it a casual... Like, sometimes I'll write stuff that's uh, much more in my own voice, and other times I'll make things a lot more buttoned up. I think I have a four-sentence intro, as blasé as it comes. Pretty much... It was a pretty blasé article, but it was a great idea that uh, social media was a big fan of. Don't know if a lot of people actually read the story or not, but the folks on social media were big fans of sharing their takes. I have people arguing over who's a better college basketball player, Anthony Bennett or, or Anthony Davis or Bill Walton. So, kind of shows you where, uh, where, where where that conversation took off from. Anthony, Just went a little bit of everywhere. Anthony Davis. There's your answer. <laughs> yeah, but Bill Walton was a three-time All-American, three-time NCAA champ. Yeah, well, Anthony Davis would just also absolutely dominate the game of one-on-one. To argue in their primes between Bill Walton and Anthony Davis is who was the better college player when they Not played sure the 40, 50 years with dynamic duos. Uh, just argue. Just, somebody brought up Anthony Davis being the best college basketball player ever while arguing dynamic duos. There were some fun ones though that I hadn't thought of. Who was um, on campus in twenty twelve when Anthony Davis was there? Uh. Bud Dupree, or no, 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 no. There, there wasn't a good one for that one for Kentucky. Danny Trevathan, that's what that was the good one, but I don't think it. Yeah, that's a solid one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Danny had he was a everybody tackling loved, machine. Everybody loved Danny Trevathan. Um, UK Hall of Famer Danny Trevathan. Uh, many people were saying so that that one was one I hadn't thought of, but it would play well because he was in the fall of 2011. That's when Davis was there, so that one works. There are a lot of people that was like. Josh Allen and Carl Anthony Towns. Like Josh Allen was nobody knew who he was in when Carl Anthony Towns was yeah. on campus. You know? So some people, um, as the TikTokers would say, did not understand the assignment. One that I thought was really good suggestion that uh got looked over was uh Mo Williams and Tony Delk. Ninety five, ninety six season. 
That, that I thought that was a, a, a good, good suggestion. Um, yeah. Many people wanted to sub out Derek Ramsey for Art Still, but Derek, as great as Derek Ram, I mean Derek Ramsey split time at quarterback. He he was the I guess the poster child for that offense. But he they put in Randy Jenkins to pass the ball and let Derek Ramsey run the ball. Old man Jenkins boy could throw it a country mile. If I remember really correctly. good, yeah. Threw a lot of interceptions too, but I guess that's what happens when another gunslinger team knows that you're going to throw it. Mm-hmm. Like we're putting this guy in to pass the football. They drop eleven back in coverage. <laughs> like what a what a crazy football strategy that was back in the day. Uh, uh, yeah, above I've I've got no idea, so I can't really speak all that to all that much to that. I also think that both teams have to have expectations or some anticipation for an exciting season. Uh, I think if a and when you mix that into this year, that's why I think it's number one, and I don't think it's really close. UK expectations, assuming you get Chris Rodriguez, which maybe we'll have an update for that. Maybe we won't. Ooh, I don't did know. you did you see Chris uh, working out with DeAndre Square? That's what I yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up and wonder if you had any updates. Hoping maybe you did, but not bad news. Just seeing him work out with the team and players. I can't imagine a a scenario where that happens. But I think uh, the the players are anticipating two games. Okay, well, there's an up. Uh, I, that, that's that's kind of the the. Whisper, that is some huge news. You could have teased that to Bolivia, buddy. Yes, it's could have all been at the Market Street Ballet with a tease like that. Oh, but I like that's that's you know underground scuttlebutt. You're getting it. Th- th- see, this is what the KRC listeners get. You don't get a shout out on KSR, but you get scoop. You won't get anywhere else. That is that's that's okay. That that the Florida game though. Yeah. One game suspension in dog years. So we'll call it seven quarters. We'll get him back for the fourth to, or, to hit the game winning Or do the old, like, we'll just, you can play Florida, but and you'll sit the rest of them in September. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to suspension. Yeah. Uh, we, well, we can't. Uh, our our suspensions hey, only apply to non conference games. We just think it's fa- We're going harsh on you. Three game out of conference suspension. <laughs> Get him back for the U of L game too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please make that happen. That would be great. But that—that—that's the okay. That, that's uh, of course we have no idea what he's getting suspended for. I mean, we have an idea. We'll but. see. And that's also why I'm a little. I don't want to say hesitant to. This is what's going to happen, but like that's kind of the. You're hesitant because again, like the details are murky, or you're hesitant because because like it's. I I think they're just guessing, like okay, we are gotcha. too. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's just kind of. But Chris is working out with them that's and good doing. News. He's doing all the team activities, so one would presume he's going to be with the team. And that would be colossal because going back to where we we started this conversation. When you're considering the the biggest men on campus per se, and the and the two most profitable sports in basketball and football, there hasn't been a, a many years where you can say in both sports, "Hey, this guy could lead Kentucky to uncharted, ter- uncharted and territory, and this guy could lead Kentucky to the promise." It, that's just you. You don't have that. And going through your list, I don't know who else you could even really say that about. Uh, The the closest really is Cobb and John Wall because Kentucky football was still riding pretty high off those seven, eight-win seasons. 
that that fir- that twenty nine twenty ten season that ended up being a uh, I think that was a Music City Bowl year, right? Is that was Brooks's final season? I want to say because um, I think they did. I'm was getting it mixed comp- up. Was it the Compass Bowl season? It was not the Compass Bowl season. It was the season prior to that uh, because. I looked it up the night after John Wall did the John Wall dance at Big Blue Madness. Randall Cobb wore um, Dickie Lyons Jr. jersey down at Auburn, and they had to come from behind win first win at Auburn or first win against Auburn since '66. So that that's the closest you can get because there were a ton of high expectations with Kentucky basketball, and you still felt good about football. The thing about football, though, is I don't think at that time. The Compass Bowl was – Joker was the head coach. Yes, yes. This was uh, Brooks' last season. They, so, Music City. So, they went – Kentucky went on a stretch. Music City Bowl. Music City Bowl. Music Liberty City Bowl. Bowl. Liberty Bowl. Music City Bowl. So, four out of five bowls over a course of, of course, you know, almost uh, Oh, wow. I didn't realize they went years. to that. Four out of five were Music City Bowl. I guess the, the one – From 99 to 2009. Yeah, that first one was early on in the process. Oh, that's that one. Nice. Lost to, Sy- lost to Syracuse. Right, right. I um, but I I think that's the the closest thing. But our expectations, I don't think fans thought it was conceivable for Kentucky to win nine regular season football games. Like we just even in the Big Woodson year, I think that was the closest we got to thinking that. And then once Andre left, after that, you're like, well, we'll be pretty good, but we're not going to be as good as we were in 07. And oh yeah, that was just an eight win season, and that's including the bowl game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I still don't think you're topping what we've got going on this season. Will Levis, could you say, is it unfair to say Heisman candidate? Probably so, because yeah, I think you'd need to be somewhere in the top five of Vegas favorites to say that. Yeah. But he's he, he is circled he's... by college football experts of, hey, big-time quarterback at UK. Yep. UK hasn't had that in a good bit. He'll be and, a he, – when was – First round NFL draft talk in preseason. He'll be second team preseason All SEC most likely. Yeah. Second or third team. And you'll have Kentucky. Many folks predicting them to win ten games. On the basketball side of things, you have the freaking National Player of the Year returning, and you've got Kentucky preseason number two by most folks. Pretty much top five guaranteed for preseason heading into the season. National championship expectations. And it, not normally like this. No. no. Roush, which UK coach took the Cats to the most bowl games? Mark Seuss. That's correct. Which coach secondly took most Cats to bowls? I'm sure it's Rich because they went, eh. Ooh, it's probably a tie between Rich and Bear. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because uh, Kentucky Great Lakes Bowl 1947. Who could forget that one? There's no way. Imagine going to the Great Lakes Bowl. Or fourth, I guess. It'd be Jerry Claiborne because he went to two. Wow. On fire. No kidding. The the list of Kentucky Bowl games is a frequent flyer. Tied with Hal Mummy, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tied with Hal Mummy. Yeah. Can you name the other two coaches that have taken UK to bowl games? This is pretty impressive. Frank Kersey took him to the Peach Bowl. And then. Yeah, that's kind of easy. uh, I guess Collier took him to. A random one in the 50s that I don't It was think also of. another Peach Bowl, 93 Peach Bowl. Oh, Bill Curry, yeah, wow. 
How could I forget? Pretty impressive. You could go down the li- how many well, all the UK coaches and how many bowl games they played in. I should say played in. Not yeah, won. yeah, yeah. Uh, but or to coached be, in. Uh, to be fair, uh, I the list of Kentucky football bowl games and list of NFL draft picks frequent flyer on the Wikipedia page during certain times of the year. So I could probably almost name you every bowl game in year for Kentucky. 47 Great Lakes Bowl. It's it's getting the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl mixed up because I think it went sugar, orange, cotton for bear after that. Is that orange, right? Orange, sugar, cotton. Orange, sugar, cotton. Uh, peach. Sounds was like the, a band name. Uh, peach for Kersey. Uh, didn't get another one because they were cheating. Um, Allegedly. Yeah. Well, and got caught and got put on probation. Allegedly. Um, and then you had back-to-back Hall of Fame games in Claiborne in 83 and 84. They played Wisconsin in both of them, which would never happen in Ooh, the bowl season. Uh, Played Wisconsin in one of them. They beat. They lost Wisconsin. They beat him, right? They lost to another W team, and then beat Wisconsin. The other. Oh no! I thought it was back to back Wisconsin. Washington. Close, but well, geographically not close at all. (laughs) Yeah, I'm stumped. I thought it was West Virginia. Oh, okay. All right. They lost to West Virginia, twenty to sixteen. This is just going through UK's bowl. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just listing them off. Uh, like you said, Clemson, heartbreaking uh, Peach Bowl loss. Outback, uh, where uh, Penn State that technically should be a win. That win was vacated. In Mark Stoops' bowl games, the opponents have scored more points than the Cats. Your thoughts? Instant reaction. Uh, point differential. Fire Stoops. Kentucky takes off the the gas off the brakes or all because that stupid gas. Georgia Tech game. That Georgia Tech game was brutal, but yeah, uh, Penn State, Syracuse. I wanted to beat them so badly too because Kentucky hadn't been in a bowl game in so long, you know, and it was oh, a fun season yeah. to be and back. Then they and got like, strip sack first stupid, play of the game. Yeah, their stupid <laughs> little offense. They're they're although I do love the triple option, they were playing dirty. Man, the Brooks. It was for Brooks. It was Clemson, right? First, correct. I was at that one. It was Clemson. Florida State was the tail end. East Carolina was the Liberty Bowl. Who was the other Music City Bowl? No, that was Compass Bowl was on the tail end. Yeah. So it went Clemson, East Carolina, Florida State, then uh, Pittsburgh, Wass, and the Compass Bowl was the fourth in a row, right? You, you got this wrong again, Ralph. Damn Get it, it. together. Wow. Compass Bowl is Joker. Yeah. So oh, was, but Brooks had four bowls. Music City Bowl, Clemson, Florida State, East Carolina, and the Liberty Bowl, and then they came back, and that's when they – Lost, uh, was it C.J. Spiller, the running back? So they got Clemson, Clemson twice. Yeah. That's why. Okay, I the got Cle- it completely. So yeah. started the Music City Bowl run with Clemson. With ended a win, it. ended it with Clemson, but that one in a loss, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get Wow, fun. fun. Uh, just testing Roush's bowl knowledge. Yeah, pretty impressive, uh, all things considered. But it is nice. Just li- you can. There's a Wikipedia page on UK's list of bowl games, and it's, it's nice just seeing... Uh, 22, 21, 2019, 2019, 2017, 2016, and then there's that break to 2011. And in that in-between there, not the most fun time for UK football fans, but long time ago now. I mean, that's over a decade, baby. <laughs> Kentucky, it's also just the, hey, shout out Mark Stoops. Went to three Music City Bowls in four years? And now it's uh, Citrus Bowls and Gator Bowls instead. Yeah. You've upped the ante in your bowl – Standards. It really does. Yeah. No, 
no doubt about it. And that's why folks are happy with where things stand on the football program, but excited to see where it's going to go from here. And this season, absolutely colossal. There's a reason why demonic movies don't sit well. I can't watch any horror films anymore. Silent Hill, when I was 20, gave me nightmares for months. Stupid movie, but de- demonic. Can't do it. Demons and spiders. I scare like a whip. <laughs> you do. 20 years ago, Silent Hill. The thing, the reason why demonic movies work so well is because you could be alone at night and be like, there's so it can it can trigger so many different scare areas. Yeah, yeah. it could. You could think that you're getting possessed because your body feels funny or something like that. You could think you heard something. You could start paying attention to voices in your head a little bit more and start freaking out. That's why demonic movies are so. They can hit in so many different areas. But I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Just the concept behind Nightmare on Elm Street is so fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. A movie about having nightmares, and then you have a nightmare. Like, I wish I could have grown up going to those movies as, like, a, you know, high school kid or in college and... Because that would be terrifying. I bet people would wake up in the middle of the night and be like, hey, I had a Freddy Krueger nightmare. Like, am I actually dying? Yeah, yeah. I love the concept of those movies. Unfortunately, the movies themselves are... Okay. The I, first one I remember watching an exorcism movie. It was Exorcism of Emily Rose. You remember that one? Yeah. Came the, out when we the, were middle schoolish. The actress, I think, was that Sacred Heart or something, which was really a big deal back huh. then. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that part. But you'd see her mixers and she'd do her little dance where she'd crawl up the walls and puke on everybody. <laughs> and we were like, how go, Emily? It was awesome. But I remember there was part of that movie where uh, the, the Devil's Hour was 315. Or something like that. That's another good one, yeah. You know, and and you just, I just wake up at 3.15 for the next three nights in a row. And then I'm terrified and can't go back to sleep. Everybody's got a clock number that they seem to always notice. What's your rolls? 11.11. Make a wish? Do you touch something green? No, I just I always make a wish. But I see it. It seems like, I, seems like I see it every single day. I've heard a lot like 2.22, touch something green, make a wish. Hmm. That's Catholic, you know. Just yeah. there's always some superstition. What's your? Would you have a number, Rush? I, I mean, I, I guess it 315? was the three fifteen. <laughs> I like the but, years. Of, every time you see it, you think of the devil. But I, I mean, I really don't. I'm trying to think. Uh, I guess if what? What am I going to be, Trevor? Like say, oh, four twenty. Four twenty. Don't really, you don't have one? You don't have no, one? I thought yeah, everybody I don't had really one. have one. Your yeah. first person I know that I'm not. Uh, 214 for me. It seems like I wake up at 214 all the time, or if it's just like the afternoon, I'll be like, what time? Oh, of course, 214. Of course, the answer to that is you just notice it more once you have that idea in your head. So right, you don't right, really right. see it more. You just notice it more. Hey, so funny story. Speaking of 420, we had a she's, – she's not employed anymore, but we had a front desk agent at the hotel. About This part probably – Probably two months ago, she was a night auditor, but she checked someone in to 420, and she straight up told them, she like giggled before, and she was like, I'm putting you in my favorite room, and the guy was not a smoker, so he was like, well, what do you mean? She was like, you know, like 420, like weed, and he was just like staring at her, like, yeah, You all no. fired her over that? That's not why she got fired, but that was like, who says that? Who does that? Uh, just misreading the the, the clock. Yeah, yeah, read the room. Yeah. yeah. Like I'd like to think this person also maybe just was like decked out in Jamaican gear or something <laughs> like that. Just like total stoner <laughs> vibes. So your person felt like it was like friendly to say that. No, nah, she like, was absolutely not. Mom. She was a little cuckoo. Okay. Man, yeah, can't really. <laughs> read the room. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just imagine it being some tired businessman who's been <laughs> on, like in airports all day, and it's like, I just want to go to sleep, damn it. He's got his briefcase in his hand. Yeah. But if it was Trevor checking in, she said that. Oh, she would have got a, a rise out of him for sure. <laughs> I bet. Probably. Hour one, Kentucky Roll Call is Roll done. Call? We've got a whole nother hour coming up next. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. It was a beautiful morning, despite it probably getting really hot today. But hopefully you're able to get out there, enjoy it, windows down on the way in, listening to KRC. We'll be back for more after this. Happiness on earth ain't just for high achievers. I've i come to know there's life at home. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports AM. With the weekend approaching, it's time to start thinking about Salsaritas, Roush, and their catering options. Damn it, I wanted you to wait 30 more minutes. Well, we're in it, baby. Oh, man. And if just get hungry, folks, because Salsaritas, it's the best. They're catering, too. So convenient. They'll take it to you. You can pick it up at one of their two convenient locations. They've got a drive through in Middletown. Uh, nice stop-and-go spot on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews. Easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. And they have it all. Whether you just want to load up on some of that fresh guacamole and delicious queso, or you're going to do the whole nine yards, get a tray of food, whatever it may be, Salsaritas has you covered for your event. It's big baby shower season. And baby showers and wedding showers. Don't sweat it. Just get Salsaritas catered for your event. Yeah, it makes the planning process so much easier when you can just check that box, do it all from the touch of your fingertips on the app if need be. Of course, you can call and ask with any questions, comments, or concerns. They've got two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Check them out today. They're delicious, and their catering makes the party better. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We only barely scratched the surface of the Thornton's text line in hour one. We'll spend more time on it this hour. Well, by more time, I mean we'll read every text like we do every day. And uh, always kind of funny, Roush, when, when we do the text line, when we have a live show, which we'll be doing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you'll come out and see us at Oxmoor. Ford Lincoln, you won't have to send a text in. You can if you want, of course. You can just talk to us. You can think, talk to us. I think Robert read his text on air. Is yeah, that right? That's yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, which was. So kinda, you haven't heard from Robert fun. much lately. No, I think he texted in yesterday. He did. Oh, he did? Yep. Okay, nice. So, thought so. And but come out see us. We'll be giving stuff away. We'll have at at worst you can get a Thornton's donut, so that'll be delicious, and maybe get some shady rays. We're not exactly sure how we're going to do that, but. We'll figure out a way. We've got plenty to give away. We just need to come up with a game or something. Yes, that's true. Um, Pin the scooter on scoots. <laughs> that's going to be a really fun Pin the, game. It should be pin the scoots on the scooter. Yeah, yeah. Have like that's, a pic- yeah, there yeah, you go. You're much, totally right. Yeah. Much funnier. Than that one. Have a scooter, and then you have to put a blindfold and see where you put scoots on it. <laughs> 
you put them too close to the girls if, laughing at them falling if, down, you lose. No, if you if you put them on the if you put me on the ground as opposed to the scooter, you win. Well, <laughs> don't, don't, don't give away the secret, the, the twist. <laughs> the whole point of it is supposed to get you on the ground. Oh, but come out and see us. We'll have some fun. We'll just be doing our normal old radio show, but uh, giving stuff away and saying hello to folks. And maybe Krog will bring us some some scratchers. Who knows? Which would, which would be nice. Uh, I do know that we're going to have a recruiting announcement tomorrow. Don't know if it's good news for the Cats, though. Matas Buzilas is a uh, five-star prospect. Number seven overall uh, in the country. Big wing. I think a lot of folks are, are thinking he's going to end up with the G League. That's been the kind of recent buzz, at least. Uh, but Kentucky there for a while. Uh, really in the hunt, uh, but it, it seems like he's going to ultimately end up choosing to go the G League route when he announces his decision tomorrow. Yeah, I don't understand it, but I guess for somebody like him, I think he could get into the G League program sooner than he could having to wait a year to get into college. Uh, G League certainly not the threat that some folks made it out to be once they were able to start paying folks and doing all that stuff, but still there. Jaden, you're going to hear Jaden Hardy get drafted tonight somewhere probably around a Man, similar time as Ty Ty Washington. He fell pretty far, too. I think he was a sign. You know, you can make a case. TJ, how are you going to say that Jaden Hardy going to the G League was a mistake when he's going to get drafted right around when Ty Ty Washington? Ty Ty Washington was committed to Creighton, right, before he started blowing up? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I think the fact he's just going to be in the NBA when in the year 2022 when most folks thought he'd be – Maybe still in high school or not, or just starting college or at Creighton for year two. So he he was on a little different path than Hardy, who people have been talking about. Hardy is an NBA talent since his sophomore year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I wouldn't definitely go the G League route. I wouldn't send my kids the G League route. There's just there's better alternatives. There's better options. This was strange because it did seem like he really liked UK and what UK had to sell, and he was open to hearing everything Kentucky threw his way, but. At the end of the day, there's just some folks that don't want to go play college basketball. And now it seems like it's always the folks UK is kind of interested in. This is fine. They'll be all right. It's so much time left in in the class, and they've got other fish to fry and other irons and other fires and all the other cliches. But the G League, still around, still a thing. Yep, still a thing. And it's taken Jaden Hardy from Kentucky. It's taken this fella. And you can make a case for Leonard Miller. UK liked him, but not as that was huge a little priority. Late. Yeah, I felt like they were in pretty early on Jalen Green, uh, but that one still was going to be yeah. And that was also kind yeah, of a long shot. Some of those recruitments before Nil were yeah, it was different. It was a little different. Yeah, you couldn't blame people for taking the cash. Now we have Nil though, without having to kind of hide Th- it. That um, we do have Nil. That should take care of a lot of the G League stuff. Can't, but oh can't guys gracious. in the G League talk about nil here in a second? Can't guys in the G League still? I mean, it wouldn't be nil. It'd be, I, I don't know what you would call Straight it. Straight endorsement. Yeah, endorsements. I guess they they can still do that too, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you won't get as much because you can't really Nobody watch cares the G League. About the Iowa Energy Hawks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, if it's a guy that's on a good projection that that you would assume is going to be in the NBA. Yeah, I, they could have a good enough agent to make quite a bit of money in the G League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, uh, you aren't going to be maximizing that, though. That's for sure. And especially, I mean, this season, even I mean, you, you mentioned the Iowa Energy. I mean, this is the Ignite program, which doesn't even play the regular G League teams all the time, right? Like, it's, like, it's like a limited yeah. schedule. Um, they play like eight games? I mean, it's something ridiculous like that. 
It's like, so how, we'll how hear about him. What two years next year? Two years, I guess. Yeah. When we're doing our annual NBA draft talk the day before, or the uh, day of. Yeah, maybe there's a transcript that gets them eligible for tonight. Who knows? <laughs> go ask. Go ask Dwayne Washington what he can uh, what he can cook up. Speaking of nil, the U of L saga continues. They they take such a weird approach to everything, don't they? Yeah. I, I, the the more I've seen some takes from some of their people, the more I realize that they just don't they don't get how any of this works. They don't. They certainly don't get it. Which I maybe that's just life not in the SEC or they've been down for a little bit, so they're a little out of sorts on how all this stuff works. They certainly don't get it. But yesterday, a couple textures into the Mike Rutherford show. Did you hear Dan Patrick make jokes about us? Blah, blah. He he was talking to U of L recruiting and talked about how we had we'd signed this player and that player and they were all for seven hundred thousand and more and you don't hear them do that for other schools. Uh, do you not? The, if if anybody speaks poorly of U of L, they just freak out. They they always take the wrong approach to this stuff. I mean, the right Tennessee... approach to that. The right approach to that. Oh, hey, Dan Patrick's talking to UofL football and recruiting. This is sweet. Yeah. Who cares what he's saying if he's making jokes about that? Like, they, they get worked up and caught up on the wrong stuff every step of the way because so, they have little brother syndrome and they cannot help themselves. I mean, Tennessee's got a, what, was it $4 million or $8 million quarterback yeah, that everybody was making like fun seven, of? $7, $8 million. That was a much bigger deal, but they just have their heads in the sand. It's, it's, no, uh, people it's, only talk about UofL when they do it. No, people don't. They didn't do this with the other schools, Roush. <laughs> No, it's because you only pay attention to Their self-awareness is as, yeah. as pitiful as it gets in the world of sports. Well, and that's why they don't understand how anything works, because they're only used to how things work locally. They don't pay attention to how other schools have to recruit, how how things operate. Uh, I mean, I saw one guy, and I, I feel like I, I appreciate his grind. He, he grinds really hard. Matt McGavick, he had a take yesterday. Oh, boy. He, he, and you know what? He's got a hard job, because he's doing that Sports Illustrated site, and those things that that's tough. It's tough slot. You gotta you gotta fire up a lot of content single handedly, and he's been doing this. So I respect his grind. Um, respect too that he goes to all the stuff. But he had a take out there. It's like you don't. I don't think Louisville needs to invest in recruiting in Kentucky when they can go to Southern California, Texas, and Florida to pick up recruits. And it's like I actually had a take on that. That's funny that he tweeted that out because I was gonna tweet. I was gonna probably say something similar. Probably wasn't gonna tweet it. You don't have to tweet as much when you got a radio show, which is kind of nice. You can just wait till the morning to say all the things you need to say. If I'm high school, if I'm UK, I'm going. I'm I'm talking to high school coaches in Kentucky and just being like, "You see what they're doing? You see where they're giving all their money? You see where Adidas is investing these people?" They're not coming around to you all. Like, we are. We're still coming around. So I, I hope this just hurts you all in the state even more so. And, of course, money talks, so it could get to a point where Adidas does turn their attention to some in-state folks and say, look, we'll give you this amount of money. Hopefully Kentucky can do what they need to do to make sure they're still top dogs in the state. But there would be no doubt in my mind I wouldn't be going around to the the local hot spots, Frederick Douglass and places like that, and just saying – Huh, they really love their they love getting their talent elsewhere. We like getting our talent mm-hmm. here when we can and you all got players for us. Uh I would definitely be mentioning that. Uh Alabama, they don't recruit Alabama. They only go to Texas, Southern California, and Florida. You know, like it's just a ridiculous notion. The only team that's been close to successful that didn't exclusive like that didn't start in their home state. 
because have uh, seeds planted and they're right. Yeah. Because because football is much more geography based than basketball. Just a lot more people. You're playing closer to home, more family around. Ohio State under Urban Meyer was much more national than they are now. Now they still took a couple of guys from Ohio, but that that that's the closest thing I can think of to a successful program that didn't just. Notre Dame. Clean up shop. I think Notre I mean, again, they do clean up the Midwest. Make no yeah, yeah. It's, it. it's a different kind of but local. I, I would say Notre Dame recruits as nationally as any other school. Because what, what do you get? What talent are you getting around South Bend? Right, right, right. Indianapolis and Chicago yeah. will have some nice pieces. But even then, you know, that's probably not always. But I, I get what you're saying. And like you you just, don't have Louisville on the list of places that can successfully recruit nationally year in and year out. All of this is just a waste of breath and waste of time. They get these kids signed, we're having a different conversation. If they don't, though, L fans, you're not helping your case by all the chest pumping, whining, the, the stuff you're doing right now. Well, if I was UofL Media, I'd take the approach, this is amazing, I'm so happy that Adidas is doing this. Show up, get your butt to the stadium, show up, and regardless of this season's bad, our number one, I'd be like, hey, I want the season to do well because I know how important it'd be for recruits. But the number one priority for U of L should be forget about Satterfield, forget about this upcoming season. Do whatever you can to keep these guys locked up, because hope springs eternal. If you've got U of L fans think they're going to win six games this year, Roush. They they know that. Best case, probably seven games. They they also are all worried that it could be bad. Number one goal should just be what can we do to keep these dudes committed? Mm-hmm. Have a, go have an assistant coach go move in next door to all these kids and be in their ear 24-7. That's goal number one. Now, I think the easiest way you do that is by being good and winning, and I don't know if that's going to happen. But the approach they're taking that, like, oh, Louisville's at the big kid table now and other folks just don't like it. No, other folks are just intrigued by it. Everybody's just intrigued by this. Everybody's looking at it. Shaking their heads. Mm-hmm. Yes, people are going to make jokes because that's what people do. But everybody's just checking it out. And the, uh, a lot of people have the same prediction on how it's going to unfold. I've, I've, I've got a prediction, too. So, uh, have you heard the name Jeremiah Collins before, TJ? Yeah. So, he, uh, he, one of their early commitments in this class to L. Yeah, he was talented cornerback, right? Well, but was yeah. So he he transferred to a hey, what was up with that big time program in Chattanooga. Also, I think Will Spencer is leaving Mail. It's just the the word on the street. Will Spencer, what they call him, um, big time offensive line target for uh, UK. So not sure what's going on over at Mail, but I I have a feeling. Just put a pin in Jeremiah Collins. I have a feeling Kentucky is going to try to pry him from Louisville, and if they do. Just get ready for the, oh, well, we, we didn't need him. We've got all these guys from California. Taking <laughs> our scraps. Taking our scraps. When I talked to some kids at, I uh, was talking to people at one of those UK football camps. They're like, yeah, Collins is, he's one of the best corners I've ever been against. They, they, they're very, people speak very highly of his play. You've been talking highly about him for a couple of weeks now, so I think there's been something something cooking. You've got an inside track to some scoop and some news, so I'd listen to, to Roush here carefully, ladies and germs. Well, and uh, Vince Marrow, he's, he's, he finally had to get into the – Yeah. Uh, which I loved. I, I, I don't have it pulled up. Uh, is the summer one soon enough? <laughs> which is just – 
all I was doing when that reading that tweet was just the Green Day Wake Me Up When September Ends was playing <laughs> in, the back, in the back of my head while I was oh, reading it. Here's something. the tweet. Man, at the end of the day, you have to win. These schools doing all this stuff that has nothing to do with football. Kids want results, not flashy. Enjoy the summer because September will be here soon. September will be here soon. I wish he would have been more explicit and said November. <laughs> just like, we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> or January. I love it just from the content standpoint. I do think, like, events, let them let them have their moment. The thing is, though, you try to let them have their moment, and they're so annoying. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> like, they're so annoying about it. Uh, but, I, of course, I felt like he was going to say something at some point. But um, – that's Vince. That's the big dog. Keeps things fun. This is what summer should be. Should should so it's got to be for U of L because once they know the season starts, they're going to shut up. But this is it makes it makes the sport fun. It does. A text around the Thornton text line says Roush Midsummer is gory AF. You've been warned. And the same director did both Hereditary and Midsummer. Re Aster Aster Asterisk. It's not gory AF. Uh, also, it's, gore, t- it's tasteful gore. Gore doesn't mess with me either unless it's just uh, the uh, the saws when the whole movie is just, let's just be as... Um, Agreed, wholeheartedly. Let's just be as aggressive as we can. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need that. But if, you know, like the the, the graphic nature of some... Like, I, I watch I, Game of Thrones, you know? everything that you're saying. that Like, gore done within the context of a film or show can be incredibly dramatic, borderline traumatizing. But when you have a movie where, like, guts are just getting pulled, like zombie movies where guts are getting pulled out left and right and, like, they zoom in on, like, gory stuff every four minutes, it loses its effect and it's just boring and annoying and almost offensive at that point. Offensive in the sense of, like, you're just relying on gore. You've lost, like, you, you're not relying on anything else besides just the effect of this. Move on. Needs to be like an appetizer to the rest of the movie, the gore. Mitsumar uses gore perfectly in a really weird movie. Really weird movie. But it is a good, if you like scary movies, it's worth it. Same with Hereditary. The new Jack Harlow album is pretty lame, if we're being honest. And I'm not a hater. I love what's popping. Yeah, I didn't think his newest album was... I had like two good songs on it that I like. But again... I don't really know the differences between his albums. I just know this newest one because it just came out. But the Churchill Down song, huge letdown. Yes. That, was a, that wasn't very good. No. Yeah, yeah, that was not great, Bob. A texter on the Thornton text line says, Actually, Cal not using two to three scholarships every year might have something to do with seemingly always being a player short. Disagree wholeheartedly. I think the answer to that, my counter to that would be pretty easy. Roush, what do you think I'd say? This person saying Cal using two to three scholarships every year might have something to do with him being a player short. Yeah, but it's you ain't getting that player with those two to three scholarships. <laughs> no, you know, right? That's I mean, that's the answer. I that. mean, technically, he did this year when he left the two or three open. He got Shaden Sharp. He just couldn't get him off his ass to play, right? And it was Sharp's choice. Yeah, but like that's the only you you know like uh, I feel like that that you're. You're be- if you're a player short, you're closer to getting that player at midseason than you are by getting – if you don't have him at the beginning of the year. It's hard to find one of those superstars unless they reclass late. Yeah. The- Kentucky has been a player short, but it's not – I guess by, by technicality, this texture could 
be correct. But most of the times when you've got those extra scholarships that you want to round out, it's for people that you want to develop, people that you maybe could work out, people that maybe you want to take a chance on. I always say, just go get an amazing shooter. I don't care if they're a three-star. Just use a scholarship on them. Maybe they never see the floor in their four years. Maybe they transfer after a year. I would use them, but I also don't blame Cal for having one open. But the two to three, I, I would probably change. Oh, this is a good one here. Ooh. TJ's such a baby about Brady. Only plays on loaded teams. Go back and look at his receiving corpse on some of those Patriot rosters, bub. He won a Super Bowl with a lacrosse player as his number two receiver. Who's his number one receiver that year that he had the lacrosse Randy player? Moss? We know you love Rodgers, but don't let your hate blind you. This is a pack-a-dog analogies, and that's why I did it. The, the Brady dorks get so offended if you ever say, they're like UL fans. If you say anything bad about Brady that's slightly kind, and I didn't even say it. All I'm saying is that, who was it? That that Steelers player would rather go against uh, Brady than Manning because he said Manning was a tough... Take your insults up with him, not me. He's the one who said it. I just was saying that the Brady dorks would get offended, and here we have a Brady dork that's offended. I love messing with the Brady dorks. Tom Brady, obviously the most accomplished quarterback ever. But if you don't consider him the most talented quarterback ever, whoa. Whoa, watch it, buddy. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Also, his team's probably going to be loaded because why would he spend his 40s playing on bad teams? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, they're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Baby do in less than a week. What snack food should I bring with me to the hospital? Oh, good question. question. Um, I made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, That... That, just because you know, uh, you 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 might need a little something more than your granola bar, um, but well, yeah, what what did what did you think, uh, Mister Sports Talker? Two six packs of space dust. <laughs> You're drinking your food for those few days, baby. <laughs> First off, hospital food. We had one good meal, and the rest not so great. But the one that was good, I was. I was happy about you, it. You know when they had COVID excuses for everything? Yes. Th- their COVID excuse was, we can't feed you. <laughs> Whenever I was in there, that was rough. Uh, but don't, uh, don't want you to get COVID. Those, um, no food for you. Those wheat and cheese crackers, or just, you know, those like little six-pack of crackers, love those things. Those those go a long way. Um, trying to think of what else. Yeah, you know, just generally whatever snack food you like having texture. Uh, Pringles the, go are great. Uh, mm-hmm. Chips, pretzels. The PB and J though, PB&J just really, yeah, like ha- having two of those really, because because like I wanted a peanut butter and jelly at three thirty in the morning. Like my stomach was just like, here's, and that was the only thing that could satisfy. It. Here's what you do, Texter. You go to your favorite fish place. You get some tilapia. You put it. You <laughs> you you put it in a reusable storage container. You fire that bad boy up, <laughs> if not during labor, shortly after, and you have the best meal of your life. <laughs> and it's good, and it's good for you. <laughs> I try keeping straight faces doing some of this stuff. Can you, can I just you, can't you, imagine how can pissed off people. <laughs> oh man, it's it's like the Ron Burgundy when he puts on Sex Panther. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> It's just the entire room like, oh, God, which brings up um, one of the worst uh, prank wars we had in our fraternity house. Um, 
one fall, guy really thought he messed with another one, so they put a cut of salmon in the ceiling tiles. You know, you could kind of move those. Yeah, the crappy, disgusting ceiling tiles in those dorm rooms. It seemed like every other one would have a water stain in them. Yes, yes. We we one person hid one up there, and it was it it was probably day three before they noticed, and then it took another day to find it in the ceiling tile. Ooh. Before I think somebody like kind of tipped them off, like. Have you looked everywhere and kind of did the eye nod? When the guy found it, he knew who the culprit was, so he put it in that guy's microwave and set it for like eight Uh, minutes. And it was like, dude. Whoa. I mean, like smoke was rolling. I mean, he stuck up the whole house. He went nuclear. That was a a bridge too far. It really was nuclear. (laughs) It was like having some border disputes, and then you just go in and drop in an A-bomb. Yeah. we, We had to walk the... We just locked ourselves in our room, and we're not coming out for quite some time. I guarantee you, though, that still didn't smell as bad as that chair over there. (laughs) Somebody pooped in the chair that I sit in daily. I don't think intentionally or quite literally, but the smell would suggest. It's unbelievable. Break. 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 Okay. There's a little country store with an old coat side. You gotta stop and ask Miss Bell for some of her sweet tea. Then a left will take you to the interstate, but a right will bring you right back here to me. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. How much time? 30? 30 seconds. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Go to ShadyRays.com. They've got sunglasses for every occasion for anybody in your life. Kiddos. Infants, dads, moms, significant others, golfer, fishermen, somebody that just works outside a bunch, somebody that has to drive a lot, go to their website. It's a really impressive website. Shady Rays, a company by Kentuckians. They want to give their Shady Ray sunglasses to Kentuckians, and that's why you're going to get a quality sunglass for an unbeatable price. Go to ShadyRays.com and do not forget to use promo code BIGX for 25% off. Remember, they throw in some fun little, they try to tempt you at checkout, like a lot of places do, Mm -hmm. but their temptations are actually worth it. Who couldn't use an extra pair of incredibly cheap sunglasses? And every time you order a Shady Rays, as if you needed more reasons to, you're helping feed hungry kids in America, which is a worthy cause. So ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX. Great time. Justin, have a bone to pick with you. Roush, supposedly producers at Big Axe during shows just play uh, like Pac-Man and other games during the show. What? Not true. It's true. It's not true. Well, Trevor told on you. I played before the the show yesterday. That's what I would say, too, if I got caught live. Wow, games on. I would never play. Pac-Man handed. I would never play on air. Supposedly you you set a record. 
yeah, Trevor can't touch me. My gosh. But that day he was in here and we were doing the bats game together and he was like kind of training me. He that guy's horrible. I don't how can he uh, he's I mean, such a big video game guy but yet he could not get past 6000 <laughs> points on Pac-Man. He grew he up then too. Exactly. He should have grown up playing Pac-Man. This is the system that he has in here is his system. It's an NES. Like what are you doing, man? He's yeah, terrible. He wasn't happy that you you beat his you beat his score. Oh, I told him I, we talked yesterday, and I told him I'm about to set one that is going to be untouchable. So just he should probably quit playing. It would explain oh, wow. the delay when we do remote Roush. <laughs> Roush no. or Justin was playing video games. No, uh, I would never play on air. Roush, you had one story you wanted to get to. Yes, yes, I. Um, it's it's a story that I, I want to I want to wade in, but I also don't want to. Um, it drives me insane. These stories make me so angry uh, because it's it's high school basketball. It's high school basketball, and they're trying to snitch on each other in recruiting. So if y'all um, haven't been paying attention to the state of basketball and who's good, who's not, the Ashland Tomcats have been one of the best programs over the last five years. They were undefeated going into that COVID year. They got canceled. Um, they've been in the Sweet 16, I want to say three out of the last four years. They're good. Really, really good. Coached by Jason Mays. And a uh, this guy, Nate Bryan, he's the he's the ultimate high school narc in the state of Kentucky. Um, I think he's Nate in sports is his Twitter handle. He will scour the Twitter sphere and social media sphere to try to catch people cheating in high school sports. And when I say cheating, it's like breaking really stupid rules. And in this case, it's uh, a f- a kid that went to a Boyd County middle school. So Boyd is the county school. Ashland is the city school in Ashland. And the Ashland head coach is talking to the parents saying, listen, we could really use a point guard. Your son would be good. Recruiting. This is Yeah, he's recruiting, which if you're, if you're worth a damn, you should be getting recruited, in my opinion. What I don't get is, A, the parent who doesn't want to send their kid to the good school. Like, why are you holding your, like, your only, your kid's only chance of winning, a, competing for a Sweet 16 title is to send him to Ashland, and you would rather him not play for this guy, Jason Mays? Secondly, to record him, to get him caught, you must have a real axe to grind with this guy. And then, now they're putting it on blast. Will, will he leave? Is he going to step down? No, he's not going to step down. I'm, I'm happy that he's put his foot down. But in that entire time, the, the recording, there's nothing really that bad said other than here's how you register for school. Yeah. And we could really use a point guard. Nothing crazy. Not like we're going to pay him to go there or any sort of – wasn't a whole lot in there, but people are losing their minds. And I'm losing my mind because all of you people are dorks. You're losers. You should want the best players to play for your school if you're a coach. Yeah, it goes back. I, it, we talked about. I think the big dog had a tweet about it when when U of L lost players. It, at the end of the day, whining about players wanting something better for themselves speaks to what you have, not to what they're doing. I, I'm surprised Marty Polio hasn't blamed the Catholic schools in Louisville for this going on in Ashland, <laughs> but truthfully. Get over it. Get over it. Transferring should be just as easy in high school athletics as it is in college. I won't pretend to have all the answers and rules, but I I wouldn't see the issue with transferring every year to a different school if that's what you and your family wanted to do 
your grades were met the school that you were entering's academic requirements. Man, your burn looks gnarly, buddy. Oh, it's really gnarly. I'm worried about you. Yeah, yeah. Things gonna leave a little scar there too. Oh, definitely. Burnt it real good. Not good. Yeah. It's not goodness gracious. Not felt great, and I also like cut up my wrist earlier maybe in that could, week too. Just, maybe you could strategically wear a watch in that area. Well, I could, but <laughs> right now it hurts way too much to do that. <laughs> I bet that looks so bad. It's gnarly. It, at least, at least the the I'm getting to the scabbed over part though. Yeah, when I saw the headlines for this, I was like, oh my gosh, I bet it's going to be juicy. I bet he said it was just a dude trying <laughs> to get a kid to come play for him. Yeah. Like, an eighth grader, too. Like, it's not like the, he was. All the humanity. I could I could understand people getting a little bit more ticked off about a transfer or something. Um, but even. That too, but again, then have something worth not wanting to leave, then recruit them to stay. At the end of the day, you only get one life. You only get to go through this stuff once. And these people that just want folks to have to be stuck places are losers. And it's the adults, They're too. Losers. It's the adults who are, oh, this is not fair. It's like, this is, let the kids play. If I was a coach and I had a player and their family came and said, hey, we think we're going somewhere else, I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to tell them why I think they would be making a mistake. If they hear me out and they're still like, listen, it's so-and-so. This place has produced this player, this player, this player. We just got to do it. Then I'm going to wish them the best and see how I can help them out because I care about the kid. If you actually care about the kids, you don't cause such a stink. Mm-hmm. But they'll, the, uh, why I make such a stink is why I care. Because these places will bring them in, lie to them, and then kick them to the curb. Okay, well, if you care about the kid, then take them back then. Once they're kicked to the curb, have open arms. Mr. Samaritan that doesn't have any good Samaritan that has nothing to do with sports. You just care about the kids. You care about them so much, you want them going to places that they're forced to go to and not where they choose to go to. It's embarrassing. Oh, uh, that, that was nothing. People are going to make a big deal about that. That was nothing. All right, I got some breaking news. Um, Woj is drawing a line in the sand. One, two, three NBA draft orders increasingly firm. Jabari Smith, Orlando, Holmgren to Oklahoma, and Ben Caro. Wow! So he's saying. To Houston? Yeah, three. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but, but he's basically saying, suck at Vegas. So I'm sprinting to my DraftKings uh, app right now to try to get him at plus odds to go number one overall, Jabari Smith. Oh, I mean, mama. and Woj is the guy that, he's the guy that sets these. You know, like he. Oh yeah, I would be shocked if the Lions already haven't moved. Let's see. I got Jabari pick. I got Jabari number one overall at plus one forty five. Only put twenty bucks on it though, like a dweeb. You could throw more on it. You know, you could bet it more than once. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even get, seeing yeah, I mean, it. They took it off the. Board. They took it off the board. <laughs> Damn it! No. They took one, two, three off the board. No. It's too late. Woj got to him. Damn it! You can bet number four though. Jay Nivey at minus 175 kind of seems like a lock. Yeah, it also seems like. I don't well, know. I hope you all That's got it in while you could. Damn it. Let's get back to the stored and sex line. frustrating. 502-414-1450. Gosh. Another texture on the Thornton sex line says, uh, uh, oh, we read that one. Uh, Roush's ex-boss just said, Nick sure has gone off a brave with his tweet since he sold the company. Yeah, that what what what'd you tweet that was so brave? I just said that, like, the nil concerns aren't as – Kentucky coaches don't want to be, like, Louisville. What, what, what is that? Well, that, that was just my nil tweets the other day. I know, I don't care but also, that, like, but... I, you know, I, 
just hate that every time there's any sort of disagreement in opinion, it's like I'm taking a shot at him or he's taking a shot at us or something like that. I, I, we're, not, we're not show rivals. We don't go up against one another. We just have different opinions. I don't even know what the difference of opinion is in this instance, but I must be missing. I think he just he just wants missing. Mitch to let everybody like be more aggressive with the nil stuff. Oh, so the fact you disagreed? Yeah, that like we're, we're Kentucky's doing fine with nil. So you know, Texture says Roush is right. There has to be a player from each team in the baseball All Star game. I do like that rule in hindsight. Big old suck it, Scoots. Yep, I'm an idiot. Oh, our buddy Robert. Oh, hey, Robert. Hope we see you tomorrow, Robert. If not, we understand. That joke was a low-hanging fruit. Sorry, TJ. What I should have said is that you're a few more trips away from getting a massive extension from the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) (laughs) Referring to... The massage part of this is, yeah. Massive extension. Saying facilities are overrated in college athletics are one of the dumbest arguments Roush has made. Bad. Yeah, and and it's 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 honestly just goes back to uh, like me trying to support my argument with bad things. Other than I just think Cal is doing the the wizard behind the the curtain with the facilities. Yeah, I thought more about it. I, I, I. Roush, you can have that take, but still, shouldn't UK have the nicest facilities as a basketball program? Should other basketball programs have nicer things than UK? Yeah, no, I, I get that sentiment, and I, I'm with you. It's just also, I don't think you can snap your fingers and just facilities are renovated And I overnight. understand that, too. Yeah. And I also do agree with you that football that football facility needs to be first in line. But I, I'm of the mindset, Mitch, if you're doing your job, go get the money and make everybody happy. Make everybody happy. A texter says... Roush Dualipa Dualipa is oh, a straight yeah. banger by Jack Harlow and his newest album was really the only banger I thought. Is Dualipa on the song? I love Dualipa. Big Dualipa fan. Are you really? Yeah, like if Why? I, I just like her songs. Do you think she, she's, she's cute? I mean she is, but it's I just think she's a fun she's a fun pop star right now. Like the Levitating song, for, I'd turn that up even if I'm at a stoplight and get the windows in. I don't care who's watching. It's a banger. I guess I've never really seen her before. She's uh well, you do a Google image search of her and she looks like just different people. Yeah, she uh she also I, I was having this conversation with my wife. I wouldn't go to a lot of Yum Center concerts. Um it's just not for me. That's not my my setting, my job. I like the kind of let's do like an amphitheater or uh you know, the palace headliners, one of the smaller venues. More intimate. But yeah, yeah. But if it was I, I would go see Lady Gaga mm-hmm. at the Yum Center. I would go see uh Dua Lipa. And pro- maybe Biebs, I don't know. I don't know if he would even go with that all out. I, I I want somebody. She would have enough high production and enough songs I like that I would want to go see it. I'm surprised to hear that you would go see a Dua Lipa concert. Yeah, yeah. I would not I, expect that yep. take from Nick Roush in the year 2022. With Biebs. Guil- guilty pleasure, I must admit. Nick Curran sounds like a... A gelding. That's rude. Be nice. The Bats, they lost yesterday. They went to extras. Push the Rutherford show back. That makes them 0 for 3 when we have one oh of their God. people on. One texter <laughs> who's a regular, and they'll text into our show. And while we give them a hard time, I do I do appreciate them. Just was absolutely losing their mind over the bats. The bats. Yeah. I just want to read some of their texts. <laughs> Let's see. You need to tell your boss that people will not stand for this BS. There's like one sad person in the stands. No one gives a crap about this game. 
Louisville bats, more like Louisville. I can't read that on the. I mean, most of these I'm having to church up or read. The fact that we have to listen to this bats nonsense pisses me off. Way more people will tune in for the Rutherford show. Plus, we have to listen to this dweeb. Just so mean. Really coming after Nick Huron. If I have to listen to a Pats post game show, I will shove a Louisville slugger straight up my. Whoa. If there's 5K people at this game, I can't read that one. And then I responded back and said, hey, just relax, fella. He said, do people actually benefit from this production? Like, are there actual living, breathing human beings that care about daytime minor league baseball? Hey, guess what? There is, Texter. But just total meltdown of the basket. Just losing it. Just tuned into something else, but instead. Nope. Nope. Just has to rage tweet. Text the back. How, how long do we know how long it was before Rutherford took over? Uh, it was, I think, 345. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a, it's a long time. Yeah. Uh, Texture says, Does Kirby Roush or why is Roush embarrassed of us? <laughs> because I didn't put KRC in the post. That's a, you never I do. wonder the same thing every day, Kirby. <laughs> every day. Nick's former ex boss said Nick misquoted him and he is getting a little bold since Matt sold the website. Hashtag Roush Strong. Which is, Got everything's got to be in agreement. Oh, or else you're getting a little bold, Roush. I mean, he's not the only person saying that Mitch is, you know, that sharing a similar sentiment. Uh, I do love. They, I, mean, I think the truth. I think the truth is exactly what we talk about here. That I think folks would like to see Mitch be a little bit hungrier in the nil game, but at the end of the day, where is UK hurting so far? Yeah, yeah. you can't really pinpoint it. Right. Basketball thriving, football while. A few more commit. They need a few commits in July because, like, you shouldn't be around 49th in recruiting rankings for UK. But the thing is, it's a long way to signing day, and they're on the verge of getting several commitments. I think July. I was reading one article that said they think there's going to be more commitments in July than the history of commitments in the in, in, ever. The one that I'm really curious about, Carmelo English. He just wrapped up his official visit to Auburn. He's going to go to vi- to Michigan uh, tomorrow, I believe, before he makes his decision next week. That's one, even if he does com- pull the trigger and commit to Auburn, that could be a late flip candidate as well. Like, Kentucky's not going to be out of the hunt That's on July 2nd, I, no matter what. I think it's going to be similar, which hopefully Christian Conyer won't. Yeah, that would that, or, that would be tough he, if you went 0 for 2 next weekend. He He's taken his official to Tennessee, and I just think there's a lot to be nervous with, the, with there. I do like that so many national folks – have just flipped to Kentucky, so you wouldn't think it's likely. They just do the old switcheroo right back. But you don't love that he's visiting Tennessee this weekend. And then similar to Conyer in UK, I look at Carmelo English with Auburn where it's just like at the end of the day, in-state kid, that's a priority, probably going to end up staying with the in-state school. So I think English will end up at Auburn, but I hope you're right. Well, especially because Auburn's probably going to stink this year. Harson's probably going to get fired. So, you know. Just when you're close to home, there's so many influences that can pull you in right, that direction. Right. But you're right. Yeah. And let's let's cross our fingers that Auburn does stink. But those are two Ooh. two names to, to remember, keep an eye on, and watch. Briefly, they've had the hashtag Ralph Strong. Funny thing we did in college, early social media, uh, oh, we, we played a prank on somebody and uh, – a bunch of my friends and I all at once started tweeting hashtag pray for fits. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, we were just kind of messing with them. And uh, there were some people who were concerned, like, what's wrong with Fitz? Is he, is he sick? Just your, another one of Roush's classic pranks. He's a uh, dumb. 
joking about a terminal illness to, to, for a good old goof. <laughs> oh, it's just fits. Rutherford says he's more confident that Ruben Owen stays committed in this day and age rather than if he committed 10 years ago. Please explain why this logic is flawed. Thanks. Well, it's probably because he would be under the impression that Owens is under some sort of agreement to make a certain amount of money to go to the University of Hull. Correct. That's which, exactly what Rutherford's insinuating is that he'll be obligated to go to UofL because he agreed to a dollar amount. And that dollar amount only he's getting if he goes to UofL versus back in the good old days where you couldn't cheat. It all had to be under the table. And he's, people could give you money and you could just take it and go to another school. Exactly. Which you still probably can because the legality of all of this stuff is – Flimsy at best. I agree with Mike in that sentiment that nil should benefit smaller schools against blue bloods. The only issue is, ten years ago, U of L was a better football program. I just wonder if people, I just wonder if people are going to want to stay committed to a program that with a coach that's maybe got a losing record by the end of the season. Um, that's the difference. And that's one thing they will not answer. It's not so much that like, yeah, it's U of L. Recruiting with the big boys. They're having this surge. Why is everybody looking at us? Why is everybody talking about us? The reason is because you all have stunk lately. It wouldn't be one thing if U of I was getting good recruiting classes if it was 2013, Roush. It's another thing when you've been horrible and you're doing it. So that's the that's one thing that they certainly don't address. But the but we all know why it is, and they know why it is. If I were U of L, I'd just I'd embrace it and love it and just do whatever you could to get those goods to sign. Randy Jenkins and Derek Ramsey did not play football together at UK. Well, and this next texture explains why. It was Mike Deaton was the other guy. Roush, um, I'm so sick of the misinformation on this show. <laughs> um, yeah, he said uh, Mike Deaton came into the last game of the season in 77 against Tennessee and threw a couple of balls because Ramsey had a shoulder injury, couldn't raise his arm. Do not slander Derek Ramsey with young folk misinformation. Although he was my childhood idol, and I saw all those games in person back in the day when I was a little kid. Um, yeah, yeah. It, and that's that's where I I, I messed up, uh, but I also wanted to give Art still some shine because he's a college football Hall of Famer. But you're probably right that Ramsey was the the bona fide star that all the kids wanted to be growing up. Roush is thinking of Mike Deaton, not Randy Jenkins. Jenkins played after Deaton. Deaton made one clutch pass to help beat Tennessee. Not much else. Yeah, I, I, love, I love the old. I, I I hope to be that someday. Just like an old UK fan that could tell you. Can correct all the all young that. ones. Exactly. Yeah, her role. God bless you. Because Randy all, Jenkins did. Uh, I, I, I woke up the year real quick, but Randy Jenkins was the guy that they put in just to be the passing quarterback for a little while, um, which is just a hilarious concept. Love that concept. John here. Good morning to all. Holy jumping jacks. I'm so excited tonight at 8.30. I'm going to see the new Elvis Presley movie. Oh, so speaking nice. of taking care of business, I know we don't usually talk fantasy football. However, when do you guys think it's too early to send out information or start up the fantasy football league before the season starts? We'll got to go talk to you later. Yahoo almost usually just auto do it for me. I don't think it's too early really ever to get the league to get back the draft, up um in order to but just it, find dates that's so oh, hard so now hard. we're yeah. doing and i hate it because people just don't respond anymore so it's like you have to reach out well, you gonna, can't just group it i'm gonna pick a date and it's not gonna work for everybody but it's gonna be your own damn fault because you didn't tell me what dates didn't work for you that's tough yeah that's so tough. john it's never too early to get it all started and get things planned out now i don't really start doing my research and study until like late july though Start doing the mock drafts and right, stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. 
Uh, TC from Lexington. Oh, oh enjoy though. the Elvis movie, by the way. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. We're curious. Really want to watch that. Uh, Randy Jenkins didn't start playing until 79, but he was on the 83 team. So there you go. He was close. No cigar. TC from Lexington here, boys. Hey, TC. A few off-the-wall horror movies I think are underrated are Midsommar and The Babadook. Uh, we talked Midsommar. Totally agree with you. And The Babadook is great. The Babadook is a good scary movie because it plays on like the corner of your eye and shadows, which we all see. You know, yeah, you all, we yeah. all think we see something out of the corner. Peripheral of our eyes. stuff. So recommend the Babadook. Babadook is also I'd rank it like it is scary, but it's not too much. Like I think the average horror fan would really get a good kick out of that. Huh. Where Midsommar, like prepare yourself, get ready. <laughs> Where the Babadook is like, hey, get some popcorn, cuddle up on the couch, and have some fun. Although it does kind of take a weird turn at the end. Nick's thought on Daddy Fat Sex calling him out on KSR yesterday. Hey, bring it on. It's all in good fun. I couldn't believe how many people noticed it. This recruiting frenzy by UofL is a good thing. I'm seeing UofL friends of mine tweet for the first time in a long time. So it's good to see they're still alive. I was getting worried about a few of them. Yeah, and hey, High Tide raises all boats. So if UofL is able to land and sign this class... It would probably only mean good things for UK in terms of their future recruiting endeavors and efforts because they're not going to sit back quietly, watch U of L sign a 15 class despite being horrible the last five years while they finish around 30th. Ain't going to happen. Texter says, You were definitely on air during the intro music. Oh, this is funny. So I actually responded to him because it's been a pretty flawless uh, pr- producing effort from your boy today. Um, he was duped by the drop. Oh, the he drop thought, He thought him. that was us talking. Wow. I was like, nope, scene from Anchor Man. We got him. <laughs> Am I on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I'll never be able to look at that uh, rejoin another way after, what was our show two Mondays ago, when that basically that same scenario played out with us. Remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> Glad that we're still on the air after all we said that day. <laughs> UofL isn't 2008. They're so 2000 and late. A little Black Eyed Peas reference. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make me laugh, obviously, but I, I liked yeah, it. Nice. Uh, go listen to what Matt said. He blasted you. I would rather listen to actual bat sounds than the Louisville Bats basement game on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather listen Just to bat bats. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I'll buy some Shady Rays if you all do the best Elvis impressions. Do it. Oh, thank you, baby. Uh, we don't even need to compete. We'll, we'll do Elvis impersonations. We'll do Elvis impersonations tomorrow at Oxmoor Ford. We will have donuts. We will have Shady Rays. We will have goodies from Thornton's. And Oxmoor Ford Lincoln is going to have the best deals and the best cars in town. Come out and join us. If you can't get there at 7, that's all right. Show up at 8.30 if you need to. Show up at 8.15. Come whenever you can. Swing by. Just say hello. Uh, we'd love to see some folks. Thanks, everybody, for the text today. The text line really opened up. It was I, was, I was a little worried about it. Uh, appreciate everybody that sends in some texts. We'll be back tomorrow, live. All to, Are you going to be there, Scoots? You're gonna I be will here. not be. I'll be here. So, so you won't be, I hate that. I just hate people who won't be able to see old Scoots. Lie and say you'll be there. So I'm go. there, baby. All right, there we have it. <laughs> you get to see the whole gang. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Is something tall and strong Make it a hurricane Before I go insane It's only half past twelve But I don't care It's
it's five o'clock somewhere. 